0: Good, good afternoon.
1: Hey, Jamie, how are you doing?
0: I'm great. Welcome to Biz Talk with Jeffrey and Jamie. It's just Jamie today.
1: Okay, well, thank you.
0: Uh, with me today, I have uh, remotely, I should mention we are uh, recording this in separate locations. Uh, I have special guest Eric Nam with Action, action Coach Tulsa. And I wanted to do a, a podcast this afternoon uh, with the uh, businesses reopening, and we both were, work with business owners. I thought it might be interesting to talk about how uh, our work has changed and kind of what we see uh, going forward.
1: Yep, No, that sounds great.
0: All right. So, obviously, so most of my questions from business owners have been in the areas of uh, access to resources, um, you know, loans and grants, and then obviously compliance issues and worried about exposure to, to liability. Um, your work, um, can you t- tell everyone a little bit more about what you do?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So basically what I do is I work with um, owners of small to medium-sized businesses to help them put systems in place and, and really identify opportunities to to grow their bottom line and build the business that uh, uh, they have the opportunity to to step away from. Uh, so we, we have a saying that if you have to show up every day uh, and the business can't run without you, then you really don't own a business. You own a job. So what I do is is help business owners kind of kind of get out of their own way and and identify opportunities to uh, you know to to make their business more profitable and give them some some more time to go do the things that they like to do.
0: Absolutely. And I should mention, too, we met each other in a networking group, a fairly large networking group, as Mm -hmm. well as the Bixby Chamber of Commerce. And those opportunities have transitioned to uh, more Zoom for the time being. Um, And your work, um, I've attended one of your sessions in a group setting. So obviously you've moved to virtually as well. What other ways has uh, your business or how you work with business owners changed?
1: Uh, you know that that's really interesting because we um <clears throat> for the most part have been virtual uh after the first couple of, of meetings and and the reason we've done that is simply because it uh it, it it's better for the, the client's time and it's better for our time. So you can obviously get a lot more done when you're not driving between you know one appointment to the next. So um, virtual meetings have actually been something that, uh, that we've been doing fairly consistently for a while now. So that component of it hasn't really changed.
0: Sure. And I've always offered phone uh, consultations, but in the last few months I've started offering uh, video ones as well. And it's been an interesting range of, Reactions from people saying, um, Yes, I really need, to, if I don't already know you, I need to see your face, uh, to no, I'm good. And then mm-hmm. I've even mean, had, had people say, re- Want to wait until they can come in, uh, or being upset that they can't come in. So it's just difficult decisions, but I agree with you. In a lot of uh, situations, it is much more efficient. And I think what if we're all kind of learning from this is. Um, Kind of saying that meeting really could have been an email is true. (laughs) And um, sometimes we don't have to have that in-person interaction um, in every situation. Um, So do you have some common issues or common themes you've been working with with uh, business owners? Uh, Everyone's obviously been anxious, whether they've been closed temporarily or or planning to reopen. Uh, What are you mostly working with people on?
1: Uh, So really, uh, it's been the the pivot that they've made, um, you know, with uh, and I know we're hearing that term a lot, pivot, but uh, uh, I like to think of it uh, as adapt and overcome. So it's really been trying to identify what what things do we need to do to make sure that we've battened down the hatches and we can ensure that the business can survive through what's going on and then also identify any opportunities out there uh that uh, they can be taken care of so you know i've got some clients where we've pretty much changed the the marketing focus uh for the the second quarter from what they were originally planning to do and they were able to identify as a result of that a number of different opportunities that have put them in a position to to really thrive when when things open back up you know the the other thing that we've been talking about with some of the other clients is you know staffing and where do they need to be now, and where do they need to be when things open back up as well? Uh, because if you think about it, we got a lot of folks who, uh, unfortunately, are out there on um, you know on uh, workers or not workers' compensation. Excuse me, on uh, unemployment, and they're drawing that extra that extra pay, and there are going to be some folks who want to stay and ride that as long as they can. So you start thinking about when when it's time for me to look at the workforce and who I want to bring into my organization. Um, you know, do I, want, do I want to wait and get the people who rode the system as long as they could? Or do I want to get yeah. the people who want to come back to work? Uh, the other thing to think about is that you may not end up with the same people you had initially. So there's a need to think about, you know, what what training do you need to put in place when you hire these folks to make sure that they can get up and running and ready to go as soon as uh, you're ready to interact with the, um, you know, interact with the, the community again.
0: Absolutely. I, I think the other thing that we're seeing is uh, flexibility. Um, if people are able to work remotely, uh, the kind of traditional of, um, model has been um, a lot of employers did not want uh, people to work remotely the thinking that they wouldn't get as much done um, or, or were concerned that they uh, wouldn't be working. And I think we've seen in a lot of cases that remote work um, can be actually be very efficient. And maybe that's... I, should continue in some instances, um, short-term and even long-term, if it work, if the job can be done remotely, um, maybe that makes sense and is cost-effective. And then it's, well, we have uh, facilities who they can't have as many people in their physical space right now, so they've got to figure out who's working when, and and it's not, not not at full steam quite yet.
1: Right. You know, it's interesting you say that because I was talking to a, a fellow coach and he was talking about how he's realized that he can run his office for the most part virtually. And he's thinking about the amount of money that he can save by decreasing the amount of space that he's running. So I think that's a, a big part of what we're seeing now. Uh, something else I've noticed too, is with some of the meetings that I've had, they seem to have been much more efficient. Uh, you know, something that would have taken me an hour and a half to two hours face-to-face historically has, uh, has played out to be really closer to an hour to an hour and 15 minutes. Um, you sure. know, and then the other thing that, that I've heard and noticed is that uh, I'm hearing that a lot of businesses are seeing their employees are actually more productive working from home uh, simply because, you know, in some cases they don't have anything else to do. So you're right. It is very, very interesting to see how things are going to change.
0: And I think the one of the other challenges we're seeing with businesses reopening, it's okay, you might be cleared to reopen, but you have kids at home, or your employees have kids at home, schools are not open, childcare is extremely limited. So how can you be flexible to, it may not be that employees don't want to come back to work, it may be more, they have young children at home and and can't get childcare figured out. So is there a way to bring them back um, and still allow that uh, childcare issue?
1: Yeah. You know, that's, that's a great question. And you, you think about, you know, what's the, what's the, and is the business owner thinking their way through that right now? Um, because if they're not, they're probably already a little bit behind the power curve. Um, sure. And obviously I think it's going to depend on on the, on the business as well. Cause if it's a, a restaurant or something like that, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to have your folks working from home and you're going to need to figure out a way to be very flexible with those folks and maybe work around shifts and, and things along those lines um but uh, i think if if you've got if you can let your people work from home and you've got clear expectations you've got clear you know kpis and you're communicating with them on a consistent basis checking in making sure that that what needs to be happening is happening then uh, you know that this really could end up being something that's very very beneficial for a lot of businesses out there
0: And and I've seen uh, clients get very creative and uh, come up with different options and different ways to uh, serve clients that they never had thought of before. And so I think that's been a a real positive to uh, to come out of all of this as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I was actually just talking with somebody who uh, is in the entertainment industry and um, they had a lot of things scheduled for proms and graduations and things like that. And all of that uh, basically fell apart. And they actually were able to use that as an opportunity to to transition and, and add another service to their, uh, you know, to, to what they do with, with outdoor decorations. And it's actually been a booming business for them. So, again, I think it goes back yeah. to, you know, what's what's the opportunity that exists out there and, and looking around not only in your industry, but in industries around you, too, and saying, OK, who's who's surviving and thriving right now and what are they doing and is there a way that I can copy that, or at least, you know, the concept or some of the, some of the the tactics that they're using.
0: Sure. I think even if a business had to be closed for a period of time, I think one of the worst things they could do is uh, completely stop marketing. Um, So you want people to still uh, know who you are, even if you feel like you can't offer anything or your services are limited, to still stay out there and still stay active as much as you can.
1: Oh, yeah, you are absolutely 100 percent correct. The, the, The last thing that really needs to go in this type of a situation is marketing, because what tends to happen is business owners look at marketing as an expense. And if they're not tracking it and determining whether or not it's actually making them money, then it certainly can be an expense. But if they're, we call it testing and measuring, if they're testing and measuring their marketing and are able to get a, uh, a campaign that works and, and quite honestly, the data shows that 80% of marketing does not work. So that's why we recommend you test and measure. But when you can get to a point where you've got a marketing campaign that's bringing in, you know, if you're spending a dollar and you're getting two back every time, then that's good marketing. And that's a great, de- you know, the definition of an investment.
0: Absolutely. And I think one of the other um, challenges we're seeing with reopening, it's, uh, you know, we have a plan, we have a phase plan and a date. And so we've had business owners who were you know ready uh, right away to reopen. We've had other people who've said, no, we're not quite ready. Mm-hmm. We're going to delay. And others have said, we're, we're not sure yet. And the response to that has been, interesting. And I think, you know, I just would encourage uh, and remind people that um, there's a lot of variables uh, to to owning a business. And it's not necessarily a political issue where people aren't necessarily making a statement. It's about that individual business being prepared to reopen. And I would hope we would all um, support those businesses and whatever their decisions are, and when, when they feel ready to open that we support them.
1: Yeah, absolutely and I think uh, you know to that point is that um if people aren't comfortable going out to those businesses then you know they they don't have to. So sure. um you know I think we still have that you know that basic right there to 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 make our own decisions for ourselves there but but yeah absolutely you know uh, small businesses uh, are supposed to be the the backbone of America. So I've been uh, really really Um, inspired, I guess, for lack of a better term, at the way that, um, you know, the community has supported so many of the small businesses out there and and seeing, you know, people push for the the shop local and go to the, go to the mom and pop restaurants instead of the, the big box, you know, chain stores.
0: Absolutely. And um, I also think it's really important to keep in touch with with your clients. Um, I have clients who have kind of surveyed um, their people they've served and said, you know, if we did open, would you be comfortable? And if the resounding answer is no, they're choosing to maybe wait a bit. And that's Mm OK. It's kind of staying in touch with the needs of of who you're serving.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing, too, is keeping them informed. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, are you open? Are you closed? What what are the things that you're doing to protect them as well? Sure. So that's uh, that's where having a, a good database uh, comes into into play and, and reaching out to those key customers. And, you know, we've always we've all heard of the the eighty twenty rule, you know, the, the Pareto principle. That eighty percent of your business comes from twenty percent of your customers, mm-hmm. and that does tend to be the case. So, I, I highly encourage business owners if they haven't already figured out who those twenty percent of their, you know, their customers are, they need to figure that out. Sure. And they need to make sure that they're reaching out to those folks and, and, and taking care of them and, and keeping them in the loop. In addition to the, you know, the rest of the, the the customers that they have as well.
0: Absolutely, and it's easy. We can do that. Um, you know, email and phone with your customer base, and social media is a great way to get the word out as well, and also remind people that you're there and what you do. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yep. Absolutely. And it seems like everybody's decided to go to email here lately as sure. well. I've noticed. There, so there might be uh, a yeah. little
0: online fatigue going on. Yes,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, there's nothing wrong with a well-placed phone call every now wow. and then. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I talked to, uh, some folks who with, with the payroll protection plan, they, they got money, but they didn't you know, they, they weren't open and they're, they're Mm -hmm. thinking, well, what am I supposed to have my, what am I supposed to have my employees do? I'm just paying them to, to not do anything. So, well, you know what, they can, they can call your, your customers. They can come into the store and do deep cleans. You know, there, there are a number of different things depending on what your business needs that you can find for those folks to do, to, to earn that, that salary versus just, uh, you know, paying them. Paying them a wage to stay home.
0: Sure. Yeah. There's a different, um, different tasks uh, that maybe you've not thought of, but um, that still need done. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you know, for, and for my office, I'm uh, decided I'm kind of taking a week by week basis. But um, I think probably for the month of May, at least I'm going to continue with phone and video uh, consultations. And then when it comes to things like estate planning signings, those have to be done in person. Those take a little coordination, uh, witnesses and, and so forth, but uh, they're doable with some planning. Um, and that's just how I'm handling it for, for my office uh, for the time being.
1: Right. Yeah. And we're doing something very similar. You know, uh, we're, we're keeping most of the things on Zoom, uh, which, uh, you know, some people like, some people don't. Um, but for the, for the most part, we're doing uh, something very, very similar.
0: Sure. So I will say, and I should mention here, too, that I've worked with you also um, in the business coach capacity. And I think one of the benefits um, when you work for yourself is that uh, you typically don't have anyone else's opinion. And so you can kind of get set in your ways. And uh, it's really nice to have. Uh, a coach to be able to push you a bit because no one else will. Um, <laughs> and I admit, I am still a little stubborn in some areas. That's, that's a fair assessment, <laughs> but I'm also a Taurus and an only child. So I think that's maybe part of it. <laughs> but um, to be able to say, okay, you say you don't want to do this or can't do this. Tell me why, mm-hmm. or what if you did it this way? And um, to have that uh, someone, um, that accountability or just a different perspective and uh, reminding you to, to measure what you're doing. Uh, we, we, as business owners, we kind of lost in the day to day and we need sometimes some uh, reminders of bigger picture.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I've been doing some additional training on things like uh, vision and mission and, and kind of the, why do we get up and go do the things that, that we do. And so often we let that fall by the wayside with, with our businesses because this, the, the the day to day mundane uh just kind of takes over and, and and wears us down so being able to go back to that and and look at that and then say okay have i built the business that i dreamed i would build and then being able to you know to work with somebody to help them you know take steps toward doing that really is uh, is a lot of fun and it's very very rewarding
0: Sure. So, and during this time, are you taking on uh, new coaching clients? Uh,
1: yes, I am. So, I'm actually doing a, a couple of things. I've started doing some interviews uh, of local businesses, it's uh, just a, a 20 minute interview. And then what we'll do is we will uh, have the information uh, compressed and, and sending it through a, a media company. And then we'll put it out through our social media. Uh, I'm offering 30-minute uh, uh, free coaching sessions for anybody who's interested in that. And then anybody who wants to do a deep dive into their business, uh, I'm offering a, a complimentary hour and a half to two-hour deep dive into, into their business where we'll come up with a bunch of different uh, you know strategies and ideas that can focus on the, the biggest opportunities that they have in their business at this time.
0: Nice. If someone wanted to get a hold of you, what's a what's a good way to reach you?
1: Uh, they can certainly uh, call me 918 nine one eight two two three three four four two. 3442 or they can send me an email at Eric Nam, E-R-I-C K N A M at actioncoach.com would be the two easiest ways, or they can find me on LinkedIn or go to Action Coach Tulsa uh, on Facebook
0: okay um anything else uh any advice or anything else you'd want to say
1: um you know i think one of the biggest things that i've seen people struggle with and deal with uh, at this time is just mindset so um my advice on that would be you know uh, look for look for the small wins every day uh don't don't uh, dwell on the the news and the tv you know they 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 get their viewership by, by focusing on the negative in a lot of cases, uh, you know, and just uh, take a deep breath and smell the roses and know that we're all going to get through this together.
0: That's a really good point. That actually reminds me it's something you... Um said a few weeks ago, um, I think it was in a networking zoom. Um, I think it was about focusing on three to five positive things a day. Mm-hmm. And I done that. And I actually, I was writing it, every, things down each day and on really rough days, it really did help. I mean, it sounds, um, likes, um, what would be small, but it really, if you focus on, um, either what you're doing to help others or things, uh, positive that have occurred, it really can change your mindset.
1: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank you so much for um, being on the podcast today. And I hope I see you on a Zoom uh, networking soon. (laughs) I'm
1: I'm sure we will. Thanks so much for the invitation. I had a great time.
0: Absolutely. Have a good evening. All right.
1: You too, Jamie. Bye-bye. Thanks.